Remix, the video podcast that keeps you in the mix of everything real estate. I am Noah Freyson and... I'm Eric Anderson. Welcome to the Remix again. We are going to be talking about location, <coughs> location, 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 investment locations, buying a home locations, gearing your clients to the right place for them. What do we need to know? But first, but first, make sure you always sit next to Noel. So this is the best location. Yeah, ah, me. I'm the best location. I like that. No, I, um, got, I got the boot. I'm over here in the corner now, Omar. <laughs> I hope you enjoy that first, primetime real estate. Dude, I'm, I'm by myself over here. Oh. <laughs> You're never by yourself. But first, well, you know what? Let me just run down our power panel because we have a really exciting thing happening today, okay? First, we have Omar Sharif. He is our investor guru, okay? He is the VP of Alexander Anderson Capital Group. Next, we have Nima Mary. He is yeah, our legal buddy. eagle. He is our legal eagle. He is a real estate lawyer. Well, he's an all-around amazing lawyer for anything you could think of. And rockstar he, deal maker. He is one of our rockstar deal makers. He is the managing partner of a Mary Law Firm. Last but definitely not least. <laughs> I got text with tech back here telling me I have a zip bulb, zip down. What's going on? Last but not least, we have Adam Sperber. He is your residential expert. Do you need to know about residential properties, forever homes, vacation homes, condos, co-ops, leases? What do you need to know? He is the person to talk to. He is our VP of Alexander Anderson Real Estate Group Residential. Did you memorize all those? That was pretty impressive. Condo co I can't even repeat we don't even that. Have there is cards. a break in here yeah. sometimes. It's only been 20 episodes. <laughs> no, but that was, like, I'm like, yeah, that covers pretty much every form of real estate. Like, Thank you. Thank you're spitting you. out hot fire today, Noel. So, well, you know why? Why? Because someone's birthday is today. Yay! Yay! Happy birthday. Wait, you have to pop it. <laughs> it's not my birthday. Yes, it is. Let's give Eric a golden shower. Hey. That's disgusting. Do it. Two. Pop it. <laughs> How does this work? Woo! Oh my god. Dude, this is actually pretty dangerous, man. Yeah, he's lucky I got bad aim. He would have gone blind. It says old is the gold. Come on. Come on. Come on. Put on your sash. Wait, I have more. Eric, you are loved. Well, he can either wear that crown oh, or you have another this one. crown. So, just so everyone knows, there's a sign that said the man, the myth, the legend. We took it down because we didn't want there to be confusion between Eric and myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> my hat's not working. <laughs> we have the crown. We have your... Did you guys spray paint one of those Burger King crowns gold? <laughs> to perfection, it says. All right. I appreciate it. But everyone, for Eric's birthday, he's Wait, offering 2% listing... Discount for the next 24 hours. Your old is the new gold. And last but not least. I feel like we robbed the Spencer's gifts. <laughs> yeah, no would you, ab for you abandon today. your kids yesterday to go shopping? And of course, happy birthday, Eric, to the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you, Monor. <laughs> What a great team we have here <laughs> at the Remix. <laughs> All right, Eric, give us your take on location. You gotta get rid of that blush well, first. Well, now that I'm so old, I don't remember anything. I'm the the sash what? On. The sash. Yeah, your sash. I think it's Thank you, Stephanie. Anyway, I so have um, in my drink. But sorry about that. That was probably anyway. me. I'm gonna drink it anyway. Location, location, location. So the only thing in life you can't change 
is your location of something when you, when you own it. So every other thing can be changed. You can change the house. You can take, this is the house, you can take it off, you can put it back, you can burn it down, you can demolish it, whatever you wanna do. But you can't change the location. If you're in a flood zone, that flood is always gonna come. You can't change the location. If you are next to an airport, unless you're the governor of New Jersey or you're whatever state you're in, it. you can't move the airport. So it's all about location. That's the number one important factor. Everything else can be changed or manipulated. Um, so always guide your decisions based on location. And when we say location, there's different things that could happen. So if you know that that location is good because something is coming in the future, that's why you're buying that location. If you know that location could be bad in the future because something's happening, that's why you sell that location or that's why you don't buy that location. So location, location, location. So guys, where do you start? Like, okay, let's say I know that I want to flip something or buy and hold something, right? And we're gonna talk about how to do residential because that's a, we can talk about me for that one. Like, but yeah. Um, <laughs> If I want to flip something, if I want to buy and hold something, where do I start? Do I have to start locally? Can I go out? Like be, buying in Bergen County. I think we should all start with taking a shopper X birthday. Well, we have the Vuv Clico. We can open that, but we're going to do that after. We don't want to get drunk on, on film. Do we not? Adam. <laughs> oh. Do we not want to get drunk? <laughs> so where do we start, guys? So as far as flipping houses, um, I highly recommend starting local. Local meaning within an hour of where you live. Hour of where your team but is. But what if I live here? Then you search for property in uh, the same town, county. No, but I mean, what if I live in Bergen County, where it's some of the most expensive real estate you can think of in the area? Then you played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, um, why, Omar? Why should we be within an hour of where we where we're investing? Seven dollars a gallon gas. Mm. That too. Well, that's part of it. But also because um, just managing your team, visiting visiting the property on a regular basis, and having control over your daily operations makes it that much easier. Thanks. So, so you're basically saying, as a this is for a first time flipper right. or an inexperienced flipper, being close to your pro close proximity to whatever you're investing in allows you to manage it. Yeah. So as we've talked in other shows, we can't always trust our contractors. You can't always trust your partners. You can't always trust anyone. So what is the best thing to do is actually to go on site, see it, because seeing is believing. Touching and feeling is knowing what you have. So if you're five hours away from a, yeah. a flip that you're doing, how often can you get to a five-hour destination? So if, you're, if you're winning at, within an hour, in theory, you could go there every day. And we get asked all the time, should, should I invest in a property that's out of state because people may be attracted to lower home prices? Right. Um, but I recommend nobody does that. That's just a terrible business model that's set to fail. Really? Yeah. Even so if you're experienced, do you, have you ever, has anyone ever done an out-of-state flip or an out-of-state buy and hold? So, so I think it's possible, but if you're experienced and you have a, a home base, wherever that location is, you have mm -hmm. feet on the ground that you trust, then it's possible. But for someone who's starting out or even has a few deals under their belt, it's just not a good... good so feet on the ground. If you have a partner in that area that you yeah. trust. Yeah. Really. So I know people, nah. I know people that no? invest, that live in New York, that live in New York State, and they're investing in Las Vegas. And I adamantly don't shoot that at me. Um, I adamantly I said, I adamantly said, do not buy this property. Do not invest in this property because who's going to manage it? So, so they did it anyway, mm -hmm. and um, they lost a ton of money for years because yeah. they have to have a manager in place, and a manager is costing them five to ten percent. Yeah, they can't be on top of their investment, and 
they're doing it. The, the reason that they did it is at the time, the Las Vegas house, I think, was like $100,000 or something. So as Noel mentioned earlier, in Bergen County, New Jersey, you can't buy a house for $100,000. So I think this was him being like, I want to be in it. So if I'm not in it, then I can't win it. So I want to be in it, and I'm going to go to Vegas because it's hundred grand Now, if you're lucky, things like that can work out. But I would say 80% of the time, yeah. it, being away site from a site like that and having no one, uh-huh. you know, he didn't have anyone in Vegas. He had a friend of a friend who said they were investing <coughs> in Vegas, but he yeah. didn't have like a partner like one of us here that was on the ground running the project. It was all through third party. Yeah. I know you wanted to share something, Nima. Wait, what are we talking about? All right. <laughs> no, look, uh, he. Omar Omar said people who are new new, new to the there's a lot going on here this confetti all right Omar uh, said people who are new to the game no not even if you're new to the game listen if you guys are actually watching which you better be because if you're not you played yourself you lost out on all the knowledge we've been giving you you realize that and I've said this every episode if you really listen everything we talk about connects so if you go back like seven, eight episodes where we talked about that property I was selling and one of the main reasons, we all talked about keeping it or selling it, yeah. one of the main reasons we discussed on that episode was the fact that I do not want to go the distance as to where it is to manage it or maintain so it. it was in Sussex County. It was an hour and a half, like an hour, hour and Hour and four minutes of four the worst drive of your life. Actually, it's a very nice drive. It, that's two hours. Listen, two hours of your minimum. Day. Yeah. Most minimum. of you guys watching this are, by statistics, not hustlers, right? You you want to be hustlers, and I hope that there's some of you sitting there going, "F this guy." I am, and you're gonna put in those 18 hour days. Actually, I disagree. I think most of the people watching this are hustlers because they want to grow and they want to learn. Guys, I want so everyone to send us emails. If you're a hustler emails. out there, please put it in the comments. We need to know. Yeah, let me know because I would love to be proved wrong on that. But if you got eight to 10 hours in a day, and you're spending two to four hours just driving of not productivity, that's 30% of your productivity in your day. On an eight hour day, it's almost 50%. Figure traffic hour and a half each way, you're talking about three hours on an eight hour day, you're about 40% of your day shot driving. Imagine what you have to make up in productivity for that lost transportation time. Not counting how you're not gonna go there and check on the job, because you don't want to. No sane human being wants to do that. On this project, dude, I was going on weekends, I was getting up at 6 a.m. to be there by seven, I was going there after work at eight, and I'm far more established than many of you guys watching this. So you're almost losing two days a month in travel time. Yeah, and, and and it burns you out, it's exhausting, right? Don't pick these projects that are far because they will they will you'll, they'll escape you. Then if you do, and I'm not saying everyone shouldn't because guess what? I bought three more houses in Sussex, right? Okay. So I'm practicing what I preach. None of them are holds. I found a contractor I trust and I still go out there, but less. And I have milestones. I have an organized structure where I check on the work to make sure it's being done. But when I see that it's a big project or it's gonna require a lot of my attention, I'm disenfranchised. We're over here, I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Because guess what? If I'm doing like my flip and pal park, I can drive over there, it's 15 minutes, during my lunch break, check on the status of the job, make sure the material's there, get material to the site myself and get back to my office. I guess though, my thing is, you can buy where you want to buy. You know why? Well, I don't have the Scrooge McDuck plush because you That's have- That's my office. I love that thing, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> you have the piles of money that you swim through in your undies every night, right? 
Other so, coins? A visual that we don't need. <laughs> but what about someone who doesn't have that pile of cash that can't buy locally, that can't buy close to them, but they want to be in it? Like you said, you got to be so, in it to So win let's it. make a caveat. If you have the time to devote <coughs> two days a month to driving, and some people do. Yeah. So let's say it's you're a teacher and this is your summer project and you're buying a flip in the Catskills, which a lot of people are doing right now. Catskills in New York is a very mm -hmm. popular destination right now. People are buying uh, properties up there and turning them into, um, I guess, VRBOs or Airbnbs. Airbnb, yeah. Interesting. And they're actually doing okay. But again, that's like a two-hour drive. Mm -hmm. So if you have the time and the commitment uh, to do that, by all means, just understand what you're getting into. So different parts of location, location, of location. So first we're covering this <clears throat> availability of time you're driving through. Anything else you want to add on that? Yeah, I actually changed my mind. So, so no, he no. does this often. Yeah, guys. yeah, no, no, no. I get these impulses, and I'm a hater. But you know, Noel just said something, and I just thought about what Noel said earlier, and I just thought about what you said. And while I highly advise against it, actually, actually, if you're starting out and you don't have the money to buy around here, being out there is not a bad idea. But to Eric's point, be prepared to lose that two day a month. Right. right. And this is why I love the show, because like you had we had these set thoughts in our mind about this is right. This is wrong. Right. We're all successful. And because of that, we bet on ourselves. That's how yep. we became successful. Mm -hmm. So we're just like, this is just I'm right because fuck it. Look, I'm successful. So clearly <laughs> I'm doing something right. But when you're sitting here trying to buy your peers, people say something and you kind of are like, you know, Maybe I'm not actually, that makes sense. So I'm gonna reverse everything I said. I still think it's far, and I think for a lot of you guys, you know, everything I said about it being difficult is true, but I think it also poses better opportunities that you may not have here because your cost of entry to your point in Bergen County is very high. Up. You gotta move so up to the point. If you are a hustler, like Eric said, which you all are, and I hope I hope that that's true, look for the farther properties because your money will go further. You have a stronger buying power. You have more options. You will have to work harder. You will lose two days of time traveling. You will hustle. But you'll have opportunity. Whereas here, you'll get probably eaten alive because this is one of the most competitive places in the entire country, yeah. in every right. category. So right? so basically, again, so we have the three locations, right? So everybody here is location, location, location. So the first one about location is proximity to where you are. So we've all established that that's a very, very important area to think about. Good and bad. Right. right. So whatever works for you depends on your time, depends on your money, depends on your resources. That's how you would fill in that that first checkoff. Now let's go to the second the second location. What is the second location, Adam? What do you think it is? I'm thinking, you know, what what's surrounding the property? Is it a flood zone? Is it I don't know? Is it high powered voltage lines? Is it something like that? Cemetery. Okay. Cemetery. A railroad it, track behind. Railroad zone. track. <laughs> Yeah. Dude, these, what, what, what gen are we in right now? Generation, X, my y, B, son a, is Z. Generation 50. I think he's Z. <laughs> is it Gen 50? Yeah. Or Because y'all are morons, right? Like, And I'm not too Who, Who's a moron? Like this new gen. People now are X like- millennials. No, alpha. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me this out. This is on behalf of everybody in that generation. Make it rain. <laughs> Wait. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I've been- Let me tell you why. Why I, 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 I have a love-hate relationship with- as the gens get younger. Mm -hmm. Our fathers taught us the second <coughs> location. Don't be near flood zones. Additional insurance, it's bad for resale value. Don't be near right. main roads, right? But as I'm seeing younger people, they just don't care about that stuff anymore. I'm seeing them on deals. 
Like they don't care if it's in a flood zone. They don't care about this. They don't care about that. These old you principles will care about it's a flood zone when a hurricane rolls through. Yeah, but, but you're gonna have flood insurance. Year, yeah, they're you're gonna have a thousand dollar deductible. I yeah, the other day we had that massive rain and reality well, look, is I mean, but but to, to to Nima's point regarding the flood zone is it's it's not the end of the world. You get a lot more house for your money. It's okay. less competitive. You get a lot more house for your money. Would I is personally want to live in a flood zone? Probably not. Hold on, you had a flood in your driveway. You but I'm not in a flood zone. But I'm to not to get not get rid of that water when it just kept pouring. Correct. Into but your I'm not garage. in a flood zone. I didn't have flood insurance. A Adam, Ooh. Adam, uh, you do a ton of real estate. You're a shark. I know that. Tell me in truthfully, in your opinion, right now in today's market with these younger buyers, mm -hmm. do you really see a price difference? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay, I stand so, correct. So, so I, I take I it back. 90 some odd percent, percent of the time when I'm sending houses to people, so if somebody says I'm looking for a three bedroom in this town, one of the first things that I do is I factor out flood zones. Okay. Because most people don't want anything to do with that. Okay, I'm, I'm so, wrong then. So, but it's it's a double-edged sword. You're gonna get the house for a lot, significantly less expensive. You're gonna have less competition. There's gonna be a lot of good things when you buy it. But now when the time comes to sell, that's gonna hurt you. So now there's caveats to all this stuff. So the goal here right now is we're gonna go through the three locations and then we're gonna show you how things can knock out other points for each other and how you can override different parts of these locations. Can I, Adam, can I pick your brain on one more thing? What about like being by like uh, main roads? Because before that was a significant money factor. Is it still? It's a money factor. I, why why yeah, don't we talk we, about we, this? We, I just put an offer. Oh, guys, I did not win the... No to main roads. <laughs> I did not win the offer the last... The, where we did sight unseen. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> to know I'm not playing herself on that last property. <laughs> I did not get the offer, but we did see an amazing house the next week that we love, and we put an offer, and it is on a main road. Not a crazy main road, but a main road. But now, now the, what, what was going on in your mind? So what that were the negatives and the positives? A kid get hit by a car. You are fierce and fabulous. <laughs> I worried that a kid would get hit by a car. Oh, I just broke it. Um, <laughs> but now imagine that house was not on a main road. Then I would have paid a lot more. You would have paid 20% more for that yeah. house, or yeah, whatever yeah, the yeah, number yeah. is. I definitely would have paid a lot more for it. And my dog got hit on a main road. Well, that was my, well, we're not getting a dog. And my dad's dog died by getting hit on a But main we're not road. getting a dog. So no main roads. Well, I just, uh, we, Electric it has fence. a huge backyard. It has a pool. It has enough frontage where I don't feel as though a child will get hit. Okay. And, but so that's we're going to get, we're going to get to that third L. Wait, but, so, so frontage stops your kid from running into the street? Well, having a, having a bigger yard because you go having, not it. having not having toddlers. I don't, and I also said, okay, I have a ten-year-old and eleven-year-old. So you can use the invisible fence. You can use it on kids too, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Mommy said, get back right now. I'm hoping that they, oh, they learn not to run into the street. All right, so and again, not, so we have main roads. So you're you're saying that main roads do or don't affect someone's opinion or value? Not as much as a flood zone. Okay, so okay. what's the worst thing? So first would be flood zone. Second flood zone would be, would be probably one of the worst things. Um, one of the other things that people don't like is, you know, like I said, high powered voltage, high voltage lines, things like that. Because especially if it's right in your backyard. Now the federal government's going to say that it doesn't do anything, but you know everybody's a little bit worried about when having. You hear the buzz. Yeah, when you hear that buzzing sound in your yeah. background, you know you might wake up glowing or something like that. Um, but then I think main roads is probably the least of the concerns. All right, what about trains? It depends. It depends on what kind of a train it is because there's freight trains and there's there's commuter trains. So I was okay. looking at a house with a train and Eric basically told me, he was like, I will not allow <laughs> you to get a house with a train. I mean, it was right on the property line, right in the back. Well, that's because he's worried about you being late to work. 
<laughs> and we all know how New Jersey Transit is. <laughs> no, but just it was a freight train. But I have still. friends. But that's that the problem with freight train, trains, though. Is freight, freight trains, train freight trains come through. So I sold a house uh, last year, maybe about eight months ago, and there was a train line right in the backyard. It's a freight train line. The problem with freight trains is that they come at all hours of the night, they do. and they come random times. It could come at four a.m. one day and two a.m. the next day, mm -hmm. and it could be two hundred cars long. Right. As opposed to a commuter train, which is six, eight, ten trains, you know, cars, and they're typically just morning and afternoon. Right. So, so I, I didn't. You can look that. into that as well and see what kind of line it is. Bro, I love your knowledge. Like that's just that's that's a very right, good so point. I didn't even know got, how you came so, on a commercial. So we've train. got trains. We've Wait, got automobiles, right? What about airports? That's another thing. I mean, you're going to live like right here, Teterboro Airport. Do you really want to have jets flying overhead every day? And jet fuel coming out on you. To be quite honest, I mean. Yeah. No, you do. You've been watching too many James Bond movies. Say, no, 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 I'm about to marry a pilot, and he always talks like when he comes home, he smells like jet fuel sometimes. And like, she's like, "Why?" And he's like, "Well, I got sprayed." When that's what he fun. calls gin, by the way. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> no, no. like, it's jet fuel is working hard. Over, it's not if you're if you're getting constant. If one plane is flying over you, then you're fine. But constant planes, like right over Hackensack where Teterboro is, you're going to have an amount of jet fuel that goes into your atmosphere. And, and the best way to determine oh. this is either A, there's an app called like like flight radar and things like that that you can look at to see the general flight path, but also just spend time there. Sit in your car, like be a little bit, you know, a little bit creepy, Turn a little bit stalkerish. Sit in your car, the open the windows, go for a walk around the neighborhood. Because if you're on a flight path to Teterboro, you're gonna have a plane every 15 minutes. Right. You're gonna have a jet flying overhead every 15 minutes. You really can, want Can that. I ask for people watching to make a comment right now? If you guys were recently buying a house or have recently bought a house, have any of your agents, do you think, had this type of knowledge or explained all these various factors to you? I'm just interested to know. And those of you who are aspiring agents and want to get in the real estate game, have you guys ever actually thought of about researching this, the, the topics that Adam just expressed knowledge about, and you know, do you find now that he said this, like, wow, like these are things that I, as a good agent, should know? I'm just wondering if you guys could comment, that'd be phenomenal. So, all right, so we've got trains, we've got planes, trains, got planes, automobiles, loads, we've got main roads. Now, <laughs> people may think that's it, but there's a lot of other stuff. Yeah. What else? What else is there? Birds. Yeah. You could be, uh, you might not want to be right next to like a, a, a school or something like that with dealing with all the traffic from cool. the school. So if oh, you're, hell no. That right? stop sign that comes out of the side of that bus, yeah. Jesus. And a lot of times they turn into one ways and things like that. You might not want to deal with parents parking on your right. street to pick up their kids. And remember, if you're looking in the summer, there is no school. So you have to think about so things like really that. Pay attention. What else besides um, Or if you have kids, you can walk them to school. That well, could so be a benefit. Nice. We're going to get to that in the third album. Um, maybe you don't want to be what next else? to a cemetery. Cemetery, why? Uh, just, I don't know, you don't want to see ghosts in the middle of the night? A lot of ghosts come out. Oh, your prime house time, it'll never be developed. Your views will always be there. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Um, we to, although I tried to buy a cemetery once. Maybe next to a commercial building. Why? Maybe you want it, maybe, because uh, you're going to have people coming in and out. You're going to have a lot of traffic as opposed to a residential area. So like a warehouse. What happens at warehouses? Ooh. Tractor trailers coming in. What do tractors out. trailers do when they back up? Oh, they, they're extremely loud. Beep, beep, <laughs> they beep, beep, beep. They beep. I don't know what you're talking about, but what else? What else makes a lot of noise? You have a hospital. What do you hear? Uh, Sirens. God, I lived next to. I lived in Hackensack, which was next to Teterboro, right down the block from the hospital and right down the block from the high school. And I really it was so I was in the worst area I'm hearing now in the world, um, but it wasn't that bad. I must say it wasn't that so bad. So what did you hear? Everything. I yeah. I you, so Where the was kids. This? 
Um, and the condos yeah. up yeah. in Prospect. So you well, hear ambulances, yeah. and ambulances run 24-7. You do hear them, seven. but they're supposed to turn off their, their woo-woos. Right, but if they have they someone come. who's really dying, they may right. not turn off their woo-woo. Right. Well, but it's not it, just the ambulance, too, right? So there's two big right. hospitals. There's Hudson Regional and Hackensack mm-hmm. that have helicopters. I don't know how to turn my woo-woo off. So yeah. <laughs> but also <laughs> fire departments. Yeah, so imagine a helicopter because you're a trauma center. You know, if you're in Sopocalypse, right, Regional, or Hackensack, they have- Do you guys uh, take all of this into account when you're looking for your buy and holds or your flips? Do you actually take these no, things into account? Not, not really. Much, definitely not. So again, but we're, we're, we're talking about location, location, location. So yeah. for long-term investing. I just want to keep, I want to go over all of the, the possible <clears throat> issues. So what, what else is there? Fire departments. Fire department. Okay. Fire departments, they just ring whenever. Yeah. Now, yeah. does anyone know- I don't know if they still do this today. I think some towns do. But the big siren, the big siren, the fire whistle. I live near one. Okay. I live near vol- I live near maybe two blocks away from a volunteer fire department or the, you know, my town's fire department. And you hear that siren and it goes off. I know it goes off three times in a row, three loud times. And if your, your house is right there, you hear it. That thing is going to rattle you out of your bed. So it's crazy. So we've got all kinds of sound. We've got all kinds of flood. Mm-hmm. What else? What other senses? So we've got the ears, the sounds. We've got the visuals, the Smell. cemetery. Yeah. No. Living by a Nabisco factory. I was going to say living by a bakery. Or if you live the former Nabisco a factory. dump or any kind of... A dump. Right. Yeah, but that, that disqualifies half a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> what else smells besides a dump? A restaurant. Nima. Barbecue. Yeah. A restaurant. Yeah. I smell like fine you know dining and great. Really I didn't say bad. Close to restaurants or bars. So you we, don't want right, that noise. So we covered the sound. Everybody's so sad. So really, all of your sense. senses. So let's cover smell <laughs> for a second. So Omar, tell them about that building that we, we, we rented. Oh, God. Yeah, that had ah. a, that building that had a restaurant of a smokehouse, the smokehouse right next to it. We don't mention names of restaurants. No, no names, but this smokehouse Unless we permeated own. the entire apartment on that side of the building. And every, everyone woke up to smoke-flavored apartments every... <laughs> all so some guy, some developer built a building, and it was like, let's say, 100 units, yeah. and it was right next to a wood-burning restaurant where they actually burned wood to make some of their food. <clears throat> And that wood-burning restaurant was seven days a week from like 12 to 12 at night. So um, all of a sudden, and nobody really paid attention to it, but once that building started to lease and the tenants started to live there, oh my God, what a disaster. Lawsuits were flying because those apartments, people didn't want to live there because you couldn't open your windows. Yeah. Because the smell, the smoke, the everything, it just permeated right into the building. Your clothes, furniture, everything. So that's an example of of how it's it's not even you living there, but it's you as a developer or, or you as, let's say you're buying a commercial building and you're gonna have to rent it. These are things that you have to take into effect. Or possibly even disclose. Well, that's a whole nother discussion, but yes. Disclose? And what as kind of recourse would somebody have? You said that there were potential lawsuits. What kind of recourse would yeah, you have over you something like that? you sue someone for being like, it smells like meat in here? So usually, kind of meat? My, <laughs> under, my, under, my understanding is that real estate is governed by the uh, principle of caveat emptor, which is, you know. Seize the day. Buyer beware. Buyer beware. So yeah, buyer beware. So I'm there, old, I don't remember. The there's case. a certain level of due diligence you as a buyer need to do. But if there's like a known issue or latent defect and it's not disclosed and it's not, you know, people wouldn't know, otherwise know about it. Um, I think that you know there may be some grounds, but I have to, I would actually have to research that. But like like a latent defect, that. like every time it rains, it floods in my basement. That's like a latent defect. Sure, yeah, something like is. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, but a lot of times, you know, you can contract it out and say you have a duty to inspect, and you know, 
don't put things in the basement so there's no damages as long as that's there's no not, mold. That's not so much location. That would be if you're in a in a by a yeah. riverbed or by a brook which has a high water table in your area. So that could be an issue there. But yeah. So yeah. let's let's just say along the smell route. So what other smells that people don't think about? What I other feel smells? like you have a specific smell. Uh, the DEP. No, we already covered the dump. Well, as Nima well, said, everybody. The DEP. I'm talking about for like shit processing. Oh. You're talking about a living via sewer treatment plant? A tre treatment facility, What yes. else? Something people don't realize. This is a big one. By the Hudson River. The smell is sewage and bodies. Sewage or like if you're by the Meadowlands, the swamp. But yeah. that's not what I'm going for. What is New Jersey called? Garden State? The Garden State. What's wrong with the Garden I was going to say Dirty Jersey. Oh, uh, no. He's fertilizer. Mm. Who uses fertilizer? Rich people. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You go through right now. It's spring. You drive through the nicer areas, and my son is going to look at houses. That's not where I'm headed. Like what else? else like Who else uses fertilizer? Farms. farms. Thank you. Oh. Do there still farms in Jersey? Let me know because you're losing money on I'll convert to the county Wisconsin. where you're buying. Yeah. So I can tell you of two farms in Bergen County, oh. which are in affluent areas, and they have like 15 to 30 acres on those farms. What do they do? A they grow it. stuff. Okay. Which farms? Demarest and what's I don't, I don't want to call out any farms. Why? Well, it's okay. They're farms. We can say which farms they are. A, they grow stuff. B, they, they have the neighbors. Halloween events. Yes. Okay. Those horrible Halloween events and the Christmas And events. they have hay rides. Yeah. And they have stupid kids. <laughs> Stop <laughs> celebrating holidays. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have all kinds of stuff. So what could Next happen Demarest is... Demarest, it backs it up. A, you're going to have that smell. Okay. Because if, let's say, there's rotting apples, mm. right? Or let's say there's birds that are eating the apples and then they fly over your house and they leave excrement while they're flying over. There's all kinds of factors that yeah, you just have to be. So one thing that while I've been looking at houses, there are these areas usually next to little pondy kind of bodies of water um, and they have the geese. Mm -hmm. And those geese are horrible because we went to one house where the whole lawn was peppered with geese. Droppings. Poop, yeah. You know geese and are the number one cause of rabies, right? Really? No, I don't know. That'd be pretty no. funny. <laughs> so that's, I mean, but that was something we were like, now geese, when we see geese, <laughs> we're like, nope, we don't want to be next to a place with a bunch of geese because you couldn't walk outside in your shoes, with right. no shoes. But we're on smell. So again, we covered smell. Just chase the geese. We covered sound. Hunt them. They come back. We covered visuals. Yeah. What are the other two sense senses? Get a dog. Feel. Yeah, touch. Feel. What do you touch? Uh, okay, so we're going to do touch. We talked about the flood zone, right? So let's go back to the high water table. If you've ever seen a property or a house that has a basement, right? Most basements are basements. Everybody thinks of a basement, you have like a small basement window, but then you'll notice some basements are walkout basements mm -hmm. where they have the full size windows because it's only like a partial basement. It's like half of the basement is underground. Usually there's a reason for that. So the reason is that there could be a high water table. So what that means is there's water, there's water in the ground everywhere. And depending on the area that you're in, the water is close to the surface. Like, you know, you go to the beach and you dig some sand close to the shore, it's, it's, it's dry, but then you dig down and then like a foot down, you start to find water. Same thing with your yard. So if you find a house that has a half basement, it could be because there's a high water table. Anna has a good one. She said also, also mosquitoes near bodies of water. Yes, very true. Yeah. Very good true. one, Anna. I, good I, one. I, have, I have a pond and a river in my yard, which when I saw the house, I was like, this is gorgeous. It has a waterfall, multiple pond in the front with a waterfall. And from an aesthetic perspective, I'm like, this is so pretty. They spent a lot of money um, on the ponds. 
Dude, it is miserable in the beginning because first uh -huh. off, the frogs and then the mosquitoes. Frogs, it's like frogs a, mean, a plague. Right? So you <laughs> just hear them and they're just everywhere. And then the mosquitoes. So you have to spend a lot of money treating. And I'm not big on pesticides on my property to begin with, but you just have to go through all of these things because if not, they will drive you nuts uh -huh. for the better part of the summer. And while you have something which you might think is beautiful because you have this body of water with waterfalls built in, but then it really can actually be something that just even discourages you from using your yard. Okay, so touch, so you're getting bitten, yeah. right? So you have the high water table, which means your grass, your backyard will be wet. Do you ever walk in grass and it's mushy, even though it hasn't rained in three days? Mm -hmm. That's a high water table or a, or a septic system that has overflowed. Yeah. Um, what, other, what other touch things? Can anyone think of any other touch senses? No. Mosquitoes, your skin getting bitten. Wet grass, any any other touch? No, that's, what Maybe about that. taste? You do the taste, I wanna know what you're gonna well, do for taste. taste. Um, I haven't gotten the taste yet. <laughs> He's trying to think about that one. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still on touch. All right, touch, let's say you have uh, native plants in that area. If you're, you know, poison ivy, or if you're next to like a farm that has- or ticks. Some kind ticks. of- Ticks and fleas and stuff like that. Some kind of plants yeah. that, that give off allergies for, let's say you're an allergic- If there are a lot of deer around, stuff, you're gonna have a lot of you ticks. Know, so there's stuff from those trees could come, the pollen could blow through you. So just be around, uh, <clears throat> just be um, cognizant of what's around you as far as- But not even just that, also just back to what you were saying about the trees. It's also, you know, if, especially if you're living there yourself and you're doing your own lawn maintenance, when you have a lot of trees, you get a lot of leaves in the fall. And when you get a lot of leaves, yeah. it takes you a lot more time to clean that up. It's horrible. Trust me, I do it myself. It's horrible. So, you know, that's another good thing to, to kind of be aware of. Leaves. 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 All right, so let's see. We have our last sense is, is taste. So you've ever gotten out and you can, like, taste the air? So, like, if you're by the Nabisco <laughs> plant, you can taste. He's pulling at that you one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know when it's going to rain. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't think of a taste one. Can you? Yeah, the mosquitoes no. in your mouth. Yeah. So, if you live near the Nabisco factory. Well, guys, now, most of you, like, the secret to us investors is we lick the outside of the house. Yeah. And that's like the inside. You wet the inside. That explains it. it. That explains why you've been licking all that lead paint. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. Gonna <laughs> say, if you taste lead, you don't want to be in that area. So, so those are the things that we're looking for. What do you guys specifically look for? Uh, hold on, we're not there yet. Oh. So we did, we did two of the three L's, the third L. So we did oh, location, which was what was the first L? Does anyone remember? Location. Proximity to where you want to be. Maybe work right. or so something like that. Proximity to yourself. Proximity right. to, to, you, to where you are. Second location was? The five senses. The five senses, right? Your factors and things that would affect that location. The third location, this is very, very important, and this can override everything. Does anyone know what it is? Omar. Um, we need the Jeopardy theme song here. Do, 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 <laughs> Wait, stop, we might get charged for it. Our, you our know cameraman it? wants to what, is what is it, what is it, Matt? Is it, Matt? Education. Education? Oh, it's good schools, good schools. Oh, there you go, uh, that's a good one. Uh, man, nobody cares about that. Send a kid to private school, people, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, hold on. So, Nima's paying. We, we got education, well, so. Well, like, yeah, amenities, what's, what, right, what's, so what, what does the town have to offer? Our third location, ready? The market in that area, mm. what's around that area, right? So, let's say you're in Montclair. Montclair has a great school system, right? Or uh, <laughs> it isn't like one of the worst. Livingston, really? New Jersey. Who give me Ridgewood, New Jersey? Right, great school great system school in Ridgewood, system. New Jersey. Wrong, the right? town, the houses in Ridgewood, New Jersey are extremely expensive. But okay? so are, and the taxes are 
Unbelievable. And the lots are small. The houses are old. And they're, yeah. it's it's just so not let's a place. I really feel about Ridgewood. <laughs> so let's say you have... Someone didn't get their offer accepted. Looking to move to Ridgewood? Call Jersey me. has a great, let's say, lacrosse team, which I think they do. They have all great sports at that high school. They have a great education program, great great school system. A lot of amenities, great downtown. Great amenities, great downtown. So uh -huh. here we go and we come across that house on the main street. Or here we go and we come across that house next to a train. Or here we go and come across the house with mosquitoes in the backyard. Or here we go and come across the house with the flood zone. Now, if you want your kid in the Ridgewood school system, you make the, you're you going to just make, make all those sacrifices. So if you're that investor or flipper who is now looking at something in those areas that are quasi stay away from, you take the third L for the third location option as a factor and say, is there a market for people who desperately wants something like this that's going to outweigh any of those three issues. Okay. But I have a question then. Yes. Is there, isn't there a threshold as to what people are going to rebuy your flip ad, as to what the resale value on your home is going to be? Is there a cap where you're like, listen, I've just paid way too much for this and no one is going to actually spend more? Not for us. I mean, you're holding on as an investor. You're holding on to it for a long time. So you'll worry about that in 30 years. So for us, okay, for us as investors, if you're, or not. Mm -hmm. if you're flipping, well, but if you're, no, long, if you're to, buy and hold. To, to two points, right? So the first is if you're flipping quickly for us, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but for us, um, I think that we all buy so low that we have such a margin that the factor difference or the percentage basis of being in those, some of these bad areas versus good doesn't make a difference because we're our, our point of entry is is phenomenal. If you're at a point where your point of entry isn't that good, and you know you're this the risk of the the, the difference in pricing is that big because <clears throat> it shouldn't be twenty percent different, right? Then you've probably already made a bad deal, so it doesn't matter. Um, and then for those of us who are holding it for long term, look, we factor in not necessarily the resale cost because we don't look at the property in terms of what it will make us in 10 years as a flip because that's not where money's made, right? After inflation, you're really just rising with the rate of inflation. Money's made on the return on your investment in terms of a cap rate. So how much profit are we pulling in every month from mm -hmm. our investment? And you know, by the time you get to the point where you'd want to sell it, you've already paid yourself back. The place is free, so whatever you sell it for, you're good, and you've already made a couple dollars. So I think from from the way that the the three of four of us at this table um, would analyze it, and sorry, I'm not including you, Noel. You're not. I don't know. That these aren't factors for us. Like yeah. truly, if you're buying a place and your margin's so small that you think that the difference of it being next to a river or being in a flood zone versus not can affect your profitability, you're you're, you're, not, you're, you're you've it. already lost. Well, that covers everything. If you if you don't have the ability to make a profit, regardless of what you're buying, that that same holds true for even if it's not in your body of water. So I, I think yeah. that that's just a good golden rule to follow to begin with. But for that third location, I know someone someone wrote in in, in, in one of the questions, body of water. So absolutely, that body of water, depending on the body of water, depending on what it is, if you're by like the Meadowland Swamp body of water, then no, obviously, that's not the right body of water. But if you're by, for instance, I have a house on the lake, and I broke the golden rule because I have... Actually, the property that I have has a, has a road on both sides of it. So there's a private road on one side, which is where we access, but then we're on a busy road, and that's actually between our house and the lake. So I broke that rule of being on the busy road. Are you playing Frogger? Like, yeah. you go across but the, the reason that we did that is because 
it, it's lake access, and then right on the other side of the busy road, we have our own dock, we have our own beach, and we have a boat there. So that's an example of that market because that lake is a desirable lake. So that would trump the other L of location being don't <coughs> buy on a busy road. So it really depends. Another example is um, money. So if you're in an affluent area, okay, where only, let's say, rich people are going <coughs> to buy in this area, that could work one or two ways. It could work so so against you because that house just doesn't, those criteria don't work that, that you can't afford to be in that area that nobody's going to buy it because everybody that wants to buy in that area is going to spend so much money and it's just going to totally cancel out the house. Or it could work in the other other way is that everybody's going to try to buy this because they want to be where, where the rich people and, are. And that, so, so that's what I always tell people when they're looking for a residential, they're looking for a house that you're going to live in. You have two choices. You have one on a main road in a flood zone, whatever it is that's done to a T with quartz countertops and stainless appliances and just mm -hmm. beautiful. Or you can buy this, lack of a better term, this, this shitty house that needs a lot of updating, but it has good bones and it's in a very desirable neighborhood. My opinion is you can always take that shitty house and make it look like that other one. You can always add in those countertops. You can always redo a kitchen or a bathroom, but you're never going to be able to move that house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just think about it. I mean, without going too much down this rabbit hole, like with climate change and things like that, flooding's not getting... We don't I wish, I wish I had a, on the podcast. I wish I had another one of these. All right. There's no such thing as climate change and fossil oh burning fossil disclaimer yes, are good for the environment. <laughs> Nobody likes penguins, so they can swim in all the oil they want. I think penguins are pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> but you know, did you know that a walrus can have sex with a penguin? I oh have, my God. I, I actually saw a YouTube special on that. It's called What the Fuck Are You Looking Up Online? <laughs> yeah. I do not want to see your search history. Jesus um, Christ, you can, man. You can always take a Holy shitty back shit. to, You can always take a shitty house and make it better, but you can't take that that great house in a bad location and but move it. But it has to have the setup in the bones. Like The bones are saw, important. Remember the house that I saw that was the buy level? Yes. And I was like, I hate the split where you have to go down and then up. You'll never change that, I or it'll be very expensive to change that. Well, Why? Actually, but you can just pivot her, from one floor to another. I if that's her, on her ideal piece, piece of property. Oh, thank you. But she's, I would change it. Whoa, whoa, you whoa, whoa. You can't say, oh, thank you and not share with us what's going on It here. is lit up. You just can't see it. They want, they, um, Stephanie says that Adam looked very looks good today. good on you, Noel. We're out here. They wanted me to wear that. We're spitting knowledge, right? <laughs> and you're talking about my girl's crown. It's the crown. I wear it well. <laughs> so again, location, actually, Eric's glasses are Dior, location. $900. <laughs> <laughs> Prescription. So, but I still down to one dollar at Family Dollar. I still haven't heard, and 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 we're going to go over the situation that I'm in. But I still haven't heard from you guys. Where do you guys begin when you're looking for your flips and your holds? I refuse to answer any more questions unless they're posed by people watching. The, the, Excuse me, one second. <laughs> we have Omar. Right, I like Omar. <laughs> sure. And I think I just got your third location, by the way. You didn't what say it, it, right? No, he did. I did it. Oh, you did. There's a fourth location. The and what is it? The what? first the one. You. you commute to work. That's number one. That's proximity. That's in proximity. Right, so different. the first one is you, where you are in proximity to whatever you're doing. The second one is your five senses or four senses, because we're not sure unless you want to lick unless you want to lick the paint. Okay. And then the fifth one Body of water. is the marketing. The market. market. What's the market? Okay. Because remember, the fifth. The, I'm sorry. The third yeah. L can. I don't want to use the word Trump, but the third L can... Yeah, we said no politics. Whatever. The third L can trump number one and number two. Okay? If anyone has a better word, then let me know what it is. 
So, Omar, you're going to tell us where you begin. But before where you begin, I'm just going to ask, I'm just going to answer Susanna's uh, question. She wants to know, how can I listen to your podcast on a regular basis? Susanna, that's interesting. You have to Susanna. DM Omar and he'll tell you. <laughs> you can go on YouTube. You can go on Spotify. You can go on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, and you're going to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Only if you're going to leave po ah! positive comments about me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as far as uh, flips, right? okay. I, I still follow the same rules. Stay within an hour, ideally even within 45 minutes of where you live, and uh, go where the deals are. So go where you can find a good deal, if not in your own county, your neighboring county, or ideally within 45 minutes is my rule. So you're saying start local. Definitely start local. And lo even though Nima scares you and says you can't afford anything local. Well, if you can't in your specific neighborhood, I mean, you're, that means you're wealthy to begin with. So you may not want to flip houses. But if you do, true. <laughs> if you do, then then go to the neighboring uh, town or county or figure out where other investors are making money and then work with someone who knows that area better than you might know. And then. So what was the farthest flip from from where you started or where you lived? So mine was 45 minutes to an hour and it was a nightmare. I would never do it again. That's and that's only 45 minutes. I, I said that too. Remember, I actually said that on this podcast and I bought like three more. Yeah, but I would, I would, but the only reason I did it is because I had a partner. We decided to split, so I took over and it was just a nightmare. I would never do that. Hear that, guys? Oh, more single. <laughs> <laughs> he and likes gals. long walks on the beach. Single and ready to mingle. <laughs> so. And he'll drive up to 45 so minutes away. Really, he doesn't mind that. fixing and flipping. You're starting with proximity and then I am assuming that you go to price. Uh, and then I go to, well, kind of both at the same time. So if it's, if you have to determine what your price range is before you get into a market and then uh, look for that market that fits your budget. What about you? Where you do, where do you start? Please you tell start? me which user has uh, requested this information. I'm going to say me. Suzanne. Ah! All right. Since Suzanne, since you've asked, thank you for asking. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, I don't know. I'm a hypocrite. I give you my opinion and then I kind of change my mind on the show. I've, I've decided that. Um, look, I, I, I'm torn. It depends on my mood. I'm so moody. Like some days I'm like, all right, that's too far. I don't want to do it. And then 10 minutes later, I'll see a deal and be like, ah, oh, fuck it. All right, I'll do two of them. So the, the reality is, and you know, if I really, really want to answer, like look at myself and say, what are your principles that you really truly believe in Nima, wherever I can make a buck. Um, if I, if it's an, if, if it's an, I've looked at Philly, I thought that was a great area. I don't think mm. I'll pass anything up really. I'm, I've looked at Florida. I'm probably going to get some stuff down there. And I think that on a, I think, I think that the, the difference now is I've realized that I can't micromanage if I want to do that. I have to be prepared to swing bigger and do larger projects so I can have management companies in place that'll run it. I think it's tough to do a one family, but I right. think, um, I don't believe you about what? If so, if I came to you tomorrow and said we're going to buy five houses in Tennessee, but we have no contacts there, you're not going to do that. I would highly consider it. But you said in Sussex, people have done that, and I've actually looked into it. You have a contractors in Sussex. Man. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. So and you I have contractors. Well, I, the key. Yeah, you yeah, already you have people well, in Sussex. Yeah, yeah. Stephanie wants to know I have a contractor because honestly, if, if I ever lost my relationship with him, I'd probably stop buying in Sussex. There I would you never. Know. There you go. That's but okay. but uh, like my yeah. point, what I was saying is, I wouldn't rule things out. But it would just be a different. Deal. How did how did you make this uh, this relationship in the first place with this contractor? Was it somebody from up here that happens to live down there, or was Dining, it because you did a deal there? Long walks on the beach, developing. 
helped it over. That's how you wooed me over, but no. So I built this relationship because I needed somebody. I was referred. I got lucky. You I, so you tried somebody random. I, I tested him out on a couple things, and it's a new relationship. He may still end up sucking. I may come back on the show in so three wait, months and wait, be like, he sucks. Name but right now, have to, now people have started rolling in questions. Good. Now. Stephanie wants to know: Would it be a good idea to purchase a flip in an area you wouldn't personally live in, yeah. but maybe upcoming or needing? Old day. Absolutely. Money is made in those areas, guys. That's a yes. In gentrifying areas, yeah. Oh, for even for, even if it doesn't gentrify, mm -hmm. who cares? They usually, statistically speaking, you have the best cap rates in those areas because yeah. most people who want to do these What's fixed the cap flips, rate, Nima. Cap rate is the short version. Well, that's a buy and hold. Basically, your your return on your investment, right? You over a period money of time in that area, is your capital on return on your capital, but. Those areas is where a lot of people make their wealth because most people are afraid to go in those areas and they they, they look away from those opportunities because they're like, oh my God, it's a bad area. No, so what? It's a bad area. Maybe it may not be the safest, but that's where you can find opportunities. So I would actually recommend going to specifically those areas. Your price point of entry is lower and the beauty of those areas is that most people are renters, right? So. It, this, we're not talking. We're talking about just in areas that are more impoverished. People so typically have worse credit, but it's less you know, like money. I, I tell a lot of my there. investor clients that I work with: high risk, high reward, right? Right. Just yep. like anything. So the riskier the area, you know, if you go to a, a town like. I don't know, like Alpine, you go to a really high, you know, high income town, you're not going to get as good a return. Your cap rate's going to be lower or Hoboken, even, an area right. like Hoboken. And you're not going to get multifamily. No. Right. But if you go to an area that like you're saying, that's a little bit, let's call it riskier, you're going to get a much higher cap rate, a much higher return. It's going to be a better investment. So, so these Dustin, are both, these were both towns that were very close to New York City. Right. I'm going to offer. I'm Wait, gonna, Dustin has a question too. Yeah, that yeah. sort of goes with Dustin, this. what's up? So in regards to a flip, what and this is probably for Omar because you teach this in Find Fund Flip www.recareercenter.com. Um, in regards to a flip, what is your minimum projected profit that you need to get that you're seeking? It's a good question. Um, percentage wise, I would say you should aim for 30% return on whatever you invest. Is that a net return? I'd say a gross return. The gross profit should be 30%. So if you're all in it for 300 grand, you should gross. 90 grand profit, meaning you should sell the property for at least 400. So can we talk about what you're in it for being your actual out of pocket versus yeah. uh, difference? Because I, I shoot to triple my money or <clears throat> double it. Right, but what you're a, talking about what's out of pocket, not your right. mortgage or finance. That's, your that's cash on cash. It means you're have to well, no, he's money. saying if you, you're only no. putting down fifty or sixty grand or a hundred grand I'm on that property, two hundred, I've just quadrupled my money. So if I'm buying a place, Eric was with me today. We're, I was shoring up a contract, ninety thousand, right, hundred thousand in repairs. I'm going to sell it for three eighty, right. So I can't look at it as it cost me one hundred ninety thousand because it didn't. What it cost me is the twenty percent deposit, right? Mm -hmm. The thirteen, fourteen percent interest because institutional money won't so you're go there. Talking about the money that you're actually spending because so that's your actual not, money, not the money you're getting back, right? So on a on a the fifty added money correct. and your holding costs yeah. okay. on, on fifty thousand, well, twenty percent is eighteen thousand. Then you have some construction which you can finance. My, at the end of it, I'm out fifty, sixty grand out of pocket, so and you I'm making two hundred. The fifty, sixty grand. You I want to double triple it. the ninety plus the fifty, sixty. Grand. No, because then you're trying to triple the bank's money. That doesn't make sense. Right. You have right. to look at how much money that comes out of your pocket are you putting to play and what's your profit afterwards. The rest is you're playing with other people's money. So tripling, so your golden rule is to triple the cash out of your pocket. Double. So Double. Omar, what's your golden rule? So that's Well, he's talking about the cash on cash return. That's right. a great goal to have. I look at a percentage return for the most part. So you're saying 30% 
so, or higher, but 30% would be a good base. So if you're all in between the bank and the cash you put in, yeah. you want, and it's 300, you want to make 30% on that 300, which would yeah. be 90,000. Yeah, so if you showed me a deal that said if your, your total investment would be 300, you could sell it for 400, that's a good deal. So his minimum profit is 90,000. It's 50%. So, you know, yeah. Susanna is asking about what kind of monthly mortgage should be to cover a rental property, but I will say and then Stephanie asked is this the Burr method. So I will say that yes, at the Center for Real Estate Aaron? Education, um no, Stephanie Are you cold? and what? Susanna. No, Aaron. Who's Aaron? What about Aaron? Burr? Aaron no, Burr, Burr method. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> You played yourself. Buy, about rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. There you go. So Omar at the Center for Real Estate Education teaches a class on the Burr method. So you can go to recareercenter.com and look for Omar's class. Backslash and Burr. all of this backslash product backslash Burr, Burr, all of this is covered in there. And he gets really into it. And also go back to some of our prior episodes because we talk a lot about the Burr method. And we have some episodes that are specifically on the Burr method. Yeah, well, anyone looking to buy rentals should be aware of the Burr method. Let's give you a fast short of that too, right? So watch the Burr method, but but for personally, I'm 10%. So if you have a mortgage, you need to have a little bit of on top of that. What are you 10% of? My money in. I always look at money in. If you buy a place, you look at your rent roll, you look at what it covers on the mortgage expenses and all of that. And if I have $30,000 in, 40, say 30,000, I bought the house, whatever it costs, 150,000, you're 30,000 in. At the end of the day, I'm looking to make about $250 a month after all of my expenses are paid. Okay. Why? Because on my 30,000, which was my cash out of pocket, if I'm making 10% on that money, because that's really all the money you put out, you're playing with other people's money after that. If you're getting 10% on that, you're looking at $3,000, divide that over 12 months, is about, I'm just doing this off the of my head, I think 250, $270 uh, a, a month. So you wanna make 10% on whatever cash you've invested. Correct, so if right. my mortgage is paid, my taxes are paid through the rent, at the end of it, I'd be looking to have about two to $250 extra from each monthly rent payment in my pocket because that way in about 10 years I'll get back my deposit just off profits from the building so 10 years that building is effectively free for me so I have to agree with Nima I do a ton what? of investing what, what just happened I said I have to agree with you oh shit everybody <laughs> I, know, I, I do normally agree with some of what you say but, I have it. <laughs> so, but um, Eric for Congress. I, I won't touch anything that, that I can't get a 10% return on my cash on. It's just not worth the time or the effort. Um, and you have to look at the risk versus reward. So if all you're going to make is $250 a month on the big picture, sometimes it's not worth the risk. Because if you're taking a $300,000 mortgage to make $250, like there's so many factors that you have to take into play for that. You know, sometimes it's great just to get that first one under your belt so you have the experience, but don't shoot for 250, shoot for 1,000. And then if it, and if you feel that 1,000 is within the reach and then it boils down to after all your challenges and mistakes and, and um, unexpected events and then it boils down to 250, okay, you did it, you survived, you're making that 250. But that should never be like, the max value should never be 250. You should always be shooting for higher. Yeah, so and, and guys, again, so the example Eric and I gave you is a very small deal. You're talking about a $150,000 property where you're only putting up 30,000. If you wanna start making real money, you have to start playing with real money. You need a million dollar property, $2 million property. And now when you're making 10% on a million dollars out of pocket, you're bringing in you know $100,000 a year as net residual income. Yes. Really quickly, because we're almost out of time. But because remember, you can lose, sorry, that 250, if you're out for one month, if you have no tenant, on a one lose, family, you lose your whole profit almost. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Susanna wants to know, uh, what are your thoughts on using your home equity line of credit um, to do flips? I don't, do I, I don't recommend it. Absolutely. Uh, uh, never. Yes. We actually talked about 100%. this. We did talk about what this at one point. I don't remember I what think you I said, said yes. Exactly. So, so, but there. you said don't lose your house over. Listen, I wouldn't either. Right. We talked about this one time. It depends on where you are in your life. But if you own a home and you now have that nest, at the end of the day, the market will go up. The market will go down. If the market's down and you're dead broke, you can still figure out a way to work odd and end jobs and keep a roof over your head. If you start leveraging your home, your home is not an investment tool. If you start leveraging your home to take risk, you can lose your home. Yeah. Are you prepared to lose your home? Are you prepared to take your family and relocate them because you leveraged the roof over your family's head? Think of what comes out of losing your home. Think, of what, <coughs> think about what goes into having that conversation with your spouse and if your spouse relocating is on the kids. same page with you, which is first of all, that's where you should be. Everybody that's involved with that property should be on the same page. But if you're single and you happen to be Omar? lucky enough to own a house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> go for it. Take that investment. Take that money. Suzanne, out. can I, I ask? Was Suzanne asked that question? It was Susanna. Suzanne, yeah. can I ask you a question? How old are you? Well, Suzanne, we have to. We actually have to wrap it up. But Suzanne is typing, so she's gonna let. No, us no I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just interested. Tell us how old you are, she's and are you married? 19. She's nineteen. Okay. She, she said she's married. Okay, so she's not gonna give. She <laughs> sorry, is not Omar. gonna so give her age. I'm married too. So, all right. So, you're, you're married. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you have a kid? Oh, she said she's in her 40s. Okay. So, Susanna. Good luck if, with that. If you, if you woke up and an something, went, <laughs> something went the wrong way, right, would you be okay not having a house to live in? No. 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 Right? So, think about so, that. Risks need to be calculated. You need to calculate your risk. So listen, a lot of people have said happy birthday Thank to you. Thank you, everybody. I All these it. women have said happy birthday. Emmy and Anna and Tammy and Mar Mariana and Stephanie. Thank you, ladies. And I a special it. guest, uh, Tim Jensen, said, you, Tim. said happy birthday. And so did Roberto Ramos. He Thank said you, happy birthday. So let's grab the champers. Before we wrap up, I, yes. have a, I, have a, I have a special prize for everyone today. Hmm. Am I um, supposed to open this? So it's your birthday. Oh. This morning, I decided um, on selling a three-family house in Newark. It's not listed. It's not going to be listed. I even have people interested in it. But before I will entertain or accept any offers on it, um, I will give whoever's watching today uh, first crack at it. First so tips. if you're watching it live, you can I'll email info at recareercenter.com and I will get your email <laughs> over to Nima. I'll get your email over to Nima. It is a we have to go. Family Newark. So Should I shoot Nima with this? No. Oh. Put a poll up. Put a poll up. <laughs> Should I shoot Eric with this, everybody? <laughs> we have to go. But as we go, have we're to going go. to sing happy birthday while you remember. open that. Location, happy location, birthday. location. To, to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Eric, happy birthday to you. And guys, happy Friday, happy Passover. Everyone, everyone celebrating the holiday in the next uh, next week or so. I wish you guys all the best. Bye, guys. Bye. You visualize it, you can own it. Woohoo! Thank you. As long as you can afford it. Cheers. Cheers.